head at the camera. Oh, let me mute this first of all. No echoes. Shout out to Slorita, Jerome. You know what I'm saying? Crystal, Caradine, that boy Vic, Nakia, Sean, Kristoff, Nana P, Cody McGuire, Christina Gordon, Abdi, Naughty Life, Juan Son. What up, y'all, man? Come on, man. Y'all ready for this verbal cardio? What's up, Tus4? Christina Gordon. Appreciate you, Marcus Lewis. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it popping. Alright. Okay, Cam. I think I'm ready to rip. Are we going? Oh, sh hold on. Let me get my swig together. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? Welcome back to another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back, y'all. I got my patrons with me, my Patreon bakery family right here by my side. Shout out to all of you. Uh, I love y'all passionately in the shower. Speaking of the shower, y'all know what makes the shower a thing? Water. You goddamn right, man. Without water, we out here crusty and dirty all day, every day. Is that what y'all want? Hmm? Respect water out here, man. Without it, we are nothing, okay? You bathe with it, you got to drink it, you got to live in it, you need it, you got to breathe it in, you got to take it in, you got to use it as much as possible, you got to have as much as you can all day, every day, man. And don't give me that, but I, but I have to pee. I have to pee so much. I have to pee. I always have to pee. Well, then go pee. Go pee. Although I say, trash teachers Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're still in elementary school listening to verbal cardio and, and the teacher is, is the dictator in your life, then you might not want to drink that much water. But if you're a grown person... Well, you can go to the bathroom on your own steam, on your own accord, without permission. Teachers were trash, Cam. They were like, nah, you're not going. You're peeing on yourself. You already went. You already went. Especially elementary school, you were in the same class. Oh, man. If the bathroom was in the class, just let us go. But some kids be abusing the bathroom. They be in there hanging out, getting up just to be seen. Remember you used to just get up in your classroom just to show off your little new outfit or your new shoes? Let me sharpen my pencil again. I sharpened my pencil eight times one time. I had some new pro wings. This is before I knew, you know, pro wings wasn't the business. This is, I didn't know Payless shoes was was frowned upon in the, in the community. I was like, yo, I got these fresh pro wings, man. They had I had some pro wing cleats. I don't know why I was wearing cleats to regular school, no sports, but I had the pro wing, the pro wing joints on. And then when I transferred schools, they let me know pro wings were not welcome here. They was like, "Yo, he got the pro wings on. He got the Eagles on." Shredded me up, man. But water, y'all, drink a lot of it. If you if it makes you pee a lot, so be it. That means your body is literally 
cleansing itself. You know what I'm saying? It's filtering the stuff out that it doesn't need. Let that water get in there and filter everything out. Whenever, whenever you, you ever notice, whenever you're doing something, whether you're cleaning a wound or you're trying to get something off your skin, water is a vital piece. Works the same way inside your body. All that gunk and all that debris and filth, all that stuff you're putting in your body, man. Get that water, filter that on out, and it comes out your pee-pee hole, man. Let's get it, man. More water in your life. I, I know some of y'all are not physically capable of a gallon a day because you're little. You, you might be shorter. You might not require a gallon a day. But if you can, get that gallon a day. One bottle ain't going to cut it. One 16-ounce Ain't going to cut it. The one eight hours ain't going to cut it. You got to step it up, man. You you want the better skin? You want to look younger? You want the clear skin? Get in on this water, man. Simple as that, man. You know what I'm saying? Simple as that. Like I said, I got my patrons in here, so I'm going to give them a shout-out right on the podcast. Kiyomi, Barksdale, that boy Vic, uh, Joy, Miss Sweet, Mojo, Alicia, CW, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Chappelle or Chappelle? I don't know how you say it. I don't want to mess it up. Chappelle Harris? Did I say it right? You know what I'm saying? Anivo, you know what I'm saying? Slarita? Crystal? Ernestine Dunbar. Ernestine, how old are you? I want to know how old Ernestine is. Because I feel like Ernestine is a name that's phasing out low-key. What's up, Isaac Gentry? Ernestine, how old are you, if you don't mind telling us? What's up, Lydia? Crystal, with the, with the extra letters in there. Oh, Ernestine is 42. She's younger than me. Ernestine is younger than me. I think you might be the last Ernestine, Ernestine. I think she might be the last one. What's up? Rhea Keem Kelly, what up? So we in here, man, telling Ernestine's business. No, she told me. She told me. She put the age out here in the group. Oh, you met a younger one? How old was the younger one? Don't be like, yeah, she was like 40. I'm like, nah, man, look out. Anyway, y'all, uh, we back with another episode of Verbal Cardio. Uh, rest in peace to DMX. He uh, passed away. Uh, a few days ago um, after the struggle. And it's crazy, man. 50 years old, DMX is gone. It's uh, it's sad for like, you know, first of all, it's always sad when your family has to come to the decision to like basically pull the plug on a loved one. Um, I had a, a step cousin of mine, Raphael. He was in a coma for a long time. And my family had to make that decision like, you know, um, when to let it go and it's tough man dmx man he we already know we talked about him a little bit last week and you know he hit the world by storm man it was it was crazy how he hit and you know he he was such a unique figure in hip-hop like his whole style his whole sound was so unique and it was just like it hit us hard like a tidal wave and i feel like 
he was one of the most impactful hip hop artists ever. Like like if you if you crafted a list of the most impactful hip hop artists ever, DMX should be on that list in terms of style, sound, visual impact, um, appeal, all of that. And it was like, yo, man, DMX. That's crazy, man. 50 years old. Too young. He's supposed to still be with us, man. And, you know, I saw some stuff on, on social media. They were trying to say, like, yeah, he took the COVID vaccine. It wasn't drugs. He took a COVID vaccine. I don't know how true any of that is. Don't believe every meme you see on, on social media. Don't believe every meme you see. Sometimes you got to wait it out, make sure, fact check. And I've been guilty of that in the past. I might have posted a post or two that wasn't accurate. You know, you know, you just post on emotion and like, yo, this. And then it'd be like, no, that. Like, oh, I thought it was this. So don't believe everything you read. You know, I'm not sure 100% what the cause of his heart attack was. So I don't know. I don't know if he took the COVID vaccine. I don't know if that's what caused the heart attack. I don't know. And, you know, everybody's vaccine heavy. Like, are you taking the vaccine? You not getting the vaccine? Who getting the vaccine? You want to get the vaccine. I'm getting the vaccine. Look at me. I'm getting the vaccine. Look at me. I'm not getting the vaccine. Look at me. Y'all dumb for getting the vaccine. You dumb, you know, for not getting the vaccine. Everybody's like, you know, vaccine or no vaccine. It's like everybody's looking down on the other one. Which is, I'm sick of it, man. And I'm sick of the fake, not the fake woke, but the ultra woke people thinking they better than everybody on 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 social media like if you big woke you out here big woke right you know everything you know everything is woke 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 you against everything that's popping everybody's wrong everybody's a puppet everybody's playing into the hands of the the white man or the or the struggle or this that and the third some of y'all get too woke to where you think you're better than everybody. And then that's how you lose an audience. If you're going to be really woke, if you're going to be out here and claiming that you're here to educate and, you know, put people on information they may not know about, you can't be pompous with that at the same time. You can't think you better than the than the pupils you're trying to reach, right? That's, what, that's why you post all your woke stuff on social media day in and day out. Everybody's dumb. Everybody's a sheep. Well, why don't you, why don't you guide people in? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you take a hand or two, guide them in? You know, the best teachers are always the ones that connected with the students. Like, didn't make the students feel dumb or slow, or you know, remember those, remember those teachers that would come into college the first day and be like, seventy percent of y'all will not pass this class. On day one, they would come in with that energy. 70% of y'all will not pass this class. Don't come in here with that energy. Don't come in here because a lot of people lose faith in that moment. They let me, well, damn, I know I ain't, I ain't 30% material. That means you're a horrible teacher if you, if you really want to get into it. Only 30% of your class is, is passing. That means you're a horrible teacher. You're not doing your job. Your job is to make sure that the majority of your class passes the course. Don't come in there on your little high horse, coming in, slamming the syllabus down. 80% of y'all going to fail this class. Why? Because me. 
You immediately make the class about you when you come into class with that energy. And I've had college teachers like that. I'm like, most of y'all won't pass this class. Well, shit. Well, damn. Well, thanks for the faith in us as a, as a group of students. Thank you. That means you're a trash teacher then. Now, I wish somebody would have said, that means you ain't good at your job if most of us ain't going to pass. That's like going to a restaurant. <laughs> Yo, 70% of you in this line ain't getting your food. But we in here to, to get the food, though. 70% of y'all won't get what you ordered. Well, 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 then that means you're not good at serving the foods, then, if we can't get it. 70%. So only 30% of us is going to eat? Yes. But I thought we could walk up and then put our order in and then get what we asked for. Nah, not all of you. You got to earn it. Well, then what do we do to earn the... The, the food that we I thought we could come in and just order from the menu. Forget that. Now, menus. And then they start writing on the chalkboard. Sick of that whole energy. And that's the energy I'll be seeing on these woke pages. Look at, look at y'all out here shucking and jiving, getting vaccines and doing this and doing that. So it's like, hey, man, humble yourself. If you really want people to to be more righteous and learn about you know, the history and all this, and you really want to educate people, you got to come in with the humble spirit, the humble energy, and that's when you're really going to connect with people. Now, me, I'm tough on, I'm tough on not people knowing things. I'm tough on people making excuses. That's when I get, that's when I get mad. That's when I be like, you know, when people, they say they want to lose weight or they want to make a change or they want to do this or they want to get this or achieve this. But then you making excuses, you folding up, you flaking, you doing all this. That's when I'm like, I got, I got excuses just piss me off. That's that's when I get mad. When you be making all the excuses in the world on on why you're not doing this and why you're not achieving this and all this, that, and the third. I'm like, you making the excuses and you're babying them. You babying your excuses. Yeah, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for it at all. I'm like, man, man, shut up, man. Get the job done. Stay consistent. I'm not talking about you, Jolita Green. I'm not talking about you. You know what I'm saying? But I could be if you out here making the excuses. You know what I'm saying? If you love the food, you gotta you gotta ask yourself, do you love the food more than than the the goals you want to set forth for yourself? You gotta ask yourself that. Are you gonna be happy with eating whatever food that you want, when you want it, how much you want of it? Or do you want to look and feel a certain way? Which one do you want more? Which am I too loud, Marie? Am I too loud? My bad. Which one do you want more though? You know what I mean? Consistency is the key to everything. You know, but don't be don't be getting mad when people call you out about the excuses you're making. Cause we be tired of your excuses. We be tired. And then you get an attitude with us, especially when you out here like telling everybody, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to lose this much weight by this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to quit eating that. And then you tell us, we hold you to whatever it is you told us, we hold you to that. We be like, oh, yeah, oh, you say you're going to stop eating this? Well, all right. And then you eat it again, and then we be like, hey, you said you wasn't, hey, man, get off my back. 
Let me live my life. But you said, now I know what I said, but I don't need you pressuring me. I don't need you shaming me. Shut up, man. Get the job done. You know what you said. We held you to what you said. And then when we like, well, you said, and then you bailing out. Now you getting an attitude with us. That's the story of my goddamn life right there. People will tell me, hey, your tone, man, I want to lose weight and do this, that, and the third. I was like, well, you know, you should do this. You got to do this. Hey, man, help me stay on track. Oh, I got you. I don't know if you want this intensity right here, but I got you. And then you start slipping up and doing other stuff, and then you come in with the excuses. And then when I be like, man, forget the excuses, and then you get attitude with me, that's, that's when you lose me, man. That's when you lose me. I'm like, man, you know what? Forget it. Forget it, man. Sick of it, man. Because consistency is hard, man. People be looking at me like, man, Tony, man, you be you be doing this and doing this. It's hard. It's hard, man. You know how hard it is for me to lose weight? Because I love food, man. I love that shit. But I'm also accountable. I hold myself accountable for every for every pound gained. I hold myself accountable. Because I know, oh, I should I should have tightened up. I shouldn't have ate all those biscuits. I shouldn't have did that. You know, I shouldn't have, I, I shouldn't have been eating out so much. I, it's on me. Let me get back on track. You know what I mean? So sick of all that. We back, we back to uh the same old police murdering people song and dance. Dante Wright, man. Dante Wright. A uh, young man killed by police talking about, oh, I thought it was the taser. It's always, I thought it was something. I thought it was my apartment. I thought I grabbed the taser. I thought you ain't got the kind of job to be fumbling like this. You know what I'm saying? What's, it, what's disgusting to me time and time again, day after day, is how people have zero compassion about people getting murdered by the police. Zero compassion they always like you you should have complied that should never equal you losing your life i don't give a damn what you talking about comply or die is that what we're doing is that is that how we're rolling is that what we're going with comply or die basically right listen to everything a policeman says or die basically that's that's what we're saying right that that's what that's what people, that's how people justify it. Well, they should have listened. Nah, man, look, listen. Police are supposed to be trained at dealing with people. They are public servants. They serve the people. Okay, so any other job, you got to be able to do your job well. You got to be able to serve a patient, serve a customer. Police need to serve the people. You pull somebody over, you lead with respect first and foremost. You don't come in guns blazing, barking orders, yelling, being disrespectful, and expecting everybody to comply with every single word you're saying. Right? We thought you had the training to deal with people. Don't you need to have a clean slate with each individual you come across? Right? That's what we got to do at Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, if I got a rude customer, 
that next customer in line, I got to clean slate it right there. Customer before me pissed me the hell off. Super rude. Now I got a new customer. Let me give you the clean slate, the good energy, the customers first. I'm here to serve you. Are the police really serving us to protect and serve? Where are the servings, cops? Where are the servings at? Let me get a let me get a hot serving of respect, patience. Are you de-escalating situations or are you making them worse when you pull up? A lot of times, cops make it worse when they pull up. Coming in hot with the attitude because you have all of this buildup of dealing with whoever you're dealing with, whether it be racism, whether it be stereotypes, whether they're, you know, dealing with these criminals and whatever the case, you have to come in with a clean slate for every new person you walk up on, cops. Okay? And I know you have it in you not to go to lethal tactics. I've seen it several times before on the Internet. I've seen cops getting socked out by people, still never resorted to the firearm, getting pieced out. They chasing people. They wrestling people to the ground. It's going down. Meet me in the trap. And I get it. I get it. You got you to gotta have your head on the swivel you, you always have to stay on point as a police officer. Your life is on the line. I get that. There are some people that will, that will kill cops. I get that. I get all of that. But still, it's no excuse. It's no excuse. You still have to handle each situation as it comes and lead with respect. Are you serving? That's the question. And people be like, well, it shouldn't have ran. Running should never get you killed. That's still not a good enough reason. If you run, guess what? You're going to have to chase. If they flee, you chase them. Come on, man. The crime doesn't even... Listen. These cops, man, they... they, they you're right. In, in the chat's word, they get drunk on authority, Joy said. They get drunk on authority. They're coming in with pride and authority and think, thinking that badge gives them the right to disrespect people or, you know, exert power over them. Like, you, you, you're you not qualified for the job, first of all. You got to be humble with it and recognize and realize that you're serving the people. We're not serving you. You know what I mean? And people aren't trained to deal with bullshit energy like that. Cops are supposed to be trained. And, Cam, you need a mic, by the way. So people can hear you when you when you chime in. You know what I mean? Like cops are trained, right? They're supposed to be trained to deal with every kind of situation they can encounter on the streets, right? They go through training, they go through paid training, right? Us out here, we we're not trained to be yelled at by the cops. We're not trained to be able to be calm and process emotions and actions while we have guns pointing at us. We're not trained for that. You leaving your job at the bank, next thing you know, you got a gun pointing at you at the gas station. We're not trained for that. So give, give us some leeway, cops. Give us some leeway while we're getting yelled at. Some of us, are instinctual. When we get yelled at, when we get disrespected, we might not comply right away. 
Because our adrenaline is up. We're pissed off. We're reactive. You're supposed to be out here de-escalating the situation. You're making it worse. And the fact that people sit up here and justify this young man's murder because he didn't comply is bullshit. It's heartless bullshit. If somebody runs away, let them run. You'll, you'll either chase them or you'll find them later on down the line. There'll be more paperwork to give you something to do. Yo, I got to find that suspect that ran off on me. Now you got to beat the pavement. Now you got to look around the city. That's fine. You're on the clock. That's what you get paid to do. You know how many people I've seen get chased on the show, cops? They was chasing mad. It was mad people resisting arrest and, and not complying on the show, cops. How many people was actually killed on the show? I've seen cops running through yards and, and bushes, running down the block, high-speed chases on the freeway, running, <clears throat> jangling, fumbling. You just hit hot. <sighs> running through the community. Ice-T chased Chris Rock through the streets of New York for 15 minutes on New Jack City. And then he just shot him in the ankle. The heartlessness. And then people show up in my comment section, about the black and Asian thing. We're not talking about that right now. We're not even talking about that right now. Hush. That's not even what we're talking about. We're talking about a young father Somebody's son that was murdered by the cops yet again in the same city where George, come on, man. Why we, why we got to keep going through this? And then they want to bring up, well, the, the black on black crime is always the go-to. You're not this, you're not this angry when it's black on black crime. The fact that people still don't understand the difference in this when it's so-called black-on-black black crime, if Jamal kills Johnny, Jamal goes to jail. So what, what are we going to be angry about? We're hurt. We're saddened. We got the RIP. We mourn. But Jamal is going to jail. Jamal is paying the price. Jamal is serving time. Cops, they kill us, and then they go on about their day. That's the difference. I know, I, know, I know there are homicides in every city in America, but the murderers are going to jail, or at least going to court. But they don't want to exactly, Derek, they don't want to understand the difference. They don't want to understand the difference. They don't want to. They want to sit, they want to sit firm in the ignorance and the and the, they should have complied because they don't care about our lives. Ultimately, that's what you're saying in the comment section. Without saying, just come out and say it. At least I respect you, like, at least you, at least I respect that you just came out and said that you don't care about our lives. And then I'll block you. But at least I respect the fact that you are honest and not hiding under this bullshit of compliance, not hiding under the bullshit of patriotism not hiding under the bullshit of you know law enforcement blue lives matter bullshit nobody ever said cops lives didn't matter that's ne that's never been they chose to do that job cam said they chose it if you look if you find yourself getting emotional as a cop you're getting emotional you got a short fuse you're yelling at people you need to get a new job you need to quit
If you're leading with emotion, you need to find another line of work. You need to go be a wrestler or something. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can just be emotional and rip your shirt off and be aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Be a gym trainer or something. But you can't be law enforcement. If you're out here adrenaline running hot, emotions, you don't know how to get it together, you don't know how to shut stuff off and start with a clean slate, you're aggressive, you're physical, you're violent, you don't need to have this job. You need to do something else. Go join UFC. Go do mixed martial arts. But being a cop ain't your ministry. If that's how you rolling into it. And don't give me the you don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like because I didn't sign up for that job. But I do know what it's like to encounter a cop that's on their own bullshit. I know what that's like. If all everybody is saying you don't know what it's like to be a cop, you don't know what we go through. Well, those cops don't know what it's like to be dead. They don't know what it's like to be murdered after getting pulled over. They don't know what that's like. None of us listening to this right now know what it's like to be murdered by the police. So I don't want to hear none of that, man. I don't want to hear none of the tired-ass excuses. We're sick of it. And we don't, I don't even want to hear the, but there are good cops out there. We know this. There's supposed to be good cops out there. There's supposed to be good cops out there. We know y'all out there, but we're not talking about y'all right now. Throw, throw, your, throw your cohorts on the grill. Instead of worrying about, with the good cops, just throw the bad ones on the grill with us. Grill the bad cops with us, man. Hand us, hand us the seasoning. When we grilling these bad cops, hand me the Laurie's season. Hand me that garlic pepper. Hand that over here and start grilling with us. That's all we ask. Because when you start defending that bullshit, we not with it. Like, man, we'll forget all y'all then. How about that? You, you going to call us when you need us. Will we? I've never called the cops before. Honestly, I was thinking about this. There's never been a situation when I'm like, I need a cop. Right. Cam said he's, he's, there's never been a situation where he was like, I need a cop. Somebody could have handled it, did the same thing. I, I cannot think of a single moment where I needed the cops. You know, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting up here saying that the cops aren't needed. I'm not saying that they don't provide a good service. I'm just saying in many cases, they just be like, y'all need us. Not all the time. It's, it's rare. I definitely don't need you pulling me over because my tags expired. I don't need you pulling me over because I was speeding. I don't need you showing up to shut the party down. Let alone with a gun. With a gun? The gun is definitely not needed when y'all show up. The gun, the gun is automatically making everybody nervous. Yeah, they thought it was a taser. That's what I'm saying, like, and that's just proof, again, the fact that you have a taser on your person as a cop means you have non-lethal alternatives on your person. You have non-lethal tools and options on that belt. And you chose, to, oh, it was an accident. Th those, those are accidents that should never happen. Because that cost somebody their life.
I don't want to hear none of that. Respect to the good cops out there that are really serving the community and doing their goddamn thing. I don't I don't want to disrespect y'all. If they're standing up. If they're standing up. They have to stand up. You can't say I'm a good cop, but you're quiet on this. You can't be quiet on this and be the one of the good ones. You got to show and prove. You got to look your, your co-workers in the face and be like, this is bullshit and this is not right. And then and only then can we really feel that you really care about what's going on. You know what I mean? We're just tired of it, man. It's on and on. It's ongoing. Keeps going. Let me see what y'all talking about in this chat real quick. Oh, uh, Sarah said, but when the S- Somali-American black cop shot and killed that woman, they sang a different tune. They gave him a third-degree murder conviction. See? They was, they was right away with that murder conviction. Right away with us. Why is the George Floyd, why is this even a trial? This, this, this should be open and shut. Knee on his neck. Come on, man. Sick of it. But, you know, it's the same old, same old. And, you know, I'm going to lose followers every time I get upset, you know, every time I care about people's lives. When I care about the Asian community, I lost followers. When I care about the black community, I lose followers. You know, it just is what it is. And people be like, you're cloud chasing. How how am I cloud chasing? I I I would do better if I never mentioned any of this stuff. Like I would have more, I would literally have more followers if I never touched on this stuff. But I do it in spite of the follower loss. You know, that's not how cloud chasing works. When you're chasing clout, you're trying to boost your own clout and your own following. I'll be like, man, I'm willing to take the L on this one. And I care about, you know, these lives being taken. And I care about, like, you know, when it's, when it's not cop-related, when it's civilians killing, I care about that, too. You know? But, you know, when it's a cop, though, they be getting off scot-free. And we tired of it, man. We just tired of it out here, man. Why we got to keep going through this, man? And that baby going to grow up with no dad, just stories of his father, you know what I'm saying, just pictures of his father. You know what I mean? It's just, it just sucks to be like, yeah, your dad was this. And now the baby has to hear stories rather than really experience. And I be I get emotional because these kids are my son's age. You know, I don't fear the police, but I fear my kids' encounter with the police. That's when I get worried. Like, because, you know, my sons be out here. They be hanging out with their friends. They be out here living life, you know, hanging out with their girlfriends and just being out, just being being youthful and alive and just experiencing life. And then when there's cops involved, I get nervous for them. And it should never be that way. I get nervous for them, making sure they're safe. It's become it's become a point where when cops are on the scene, we pull our cameras out, we're looking, we're watching just to make sure they're safe. What kind of world is this? It's supposed it's supposed to be the other way around. I feel shoot, if my sons are talking to gang members, I'm calm. 
I'm like, hey, you know, they're not affiliated. You know, there's some good kids underneath all the, you know what I'm saying? Why am I more calm at that? And then when the cops come, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Let me watch this. Let me whip my phone out. Let me stand here as well. Hey, everybody gather around. Get your, get your cameras out. We need as many cameras as we can. You know what I'm saying? That's what's ridiculous. And that, as law enforcement, you have to acknowledge that and, like, work on it. Where are the public relations? Where are the, where's the community outreach? That's what's, that's what's needed out here, man. The psyche evaluations and all of this stuff, man. Like, if I was a cop, I know I'd be a good cop, first of all. You know what I'm saying? I know I'd be a good cop. I'd probably be like, I would want to be the cop that's on the beat that knows the people in the community. Like, you know what I'm saying? What's, the, what's up, man? How you doing, man? You good? How's your mom doing? Your, your mom, is is she out the hospital? Good, good. I knew she was going to make it, man. Y'all hang in there. You be good, Reggie. And then I walk off, knowing the people in my community, calling people by their first name, knowing their family members, knowing their friends, knowing their girlfriends, their boyfriends, whatever. That's how it should be. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really knowing the community, just talking to people. How y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Knowing people in the local shops or whatever. You know, Officer Tony or, or Mr. Tony or whatever. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like those are important pieces to bridging the the gap between civilians and cops. And not just the Karens, not just having relationships with the Karens of, of the neighborhood, or the people that be calling the cops on every little thing. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm just talking about like regular, you know, conversations like, because you know, we look at cops in a certain light, whether you got beef with them or not, just just wearing the uniform comes with a certain amount of, you know, respect or like a certain feeling, whether it be respect, honor, or like, you know, dishonor, distrust. There's really no, you know, calm, I want to say, outlook on cops. It's not like when you see a police officer, you'd be like, oh, you know, a cop just walked in. Like you don't have a, a regular reaction like hey, a cop anyway. You're going to have a reaction either way, whether it be super good, super bad, or super like, oh, let me, let me make sure I'm good to go. That uniform comes with a certain feeling attached to it. So when you can take that and mold that into something positive and something warm and something like, you know, this cop knows me, you know, that really goes a long way. Because for one, it's going to make you, even if you were thinking about doing a crime, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Officer Tony won't like it if I did this. He'd be disappointed in me if I did this. Or I wouldn't want Officer Tony to, you know, arrest me, you know. Those type of situations can come because you've built a personal relationship with the people in your community, in your district or whatever. Like if I was a cop, I'd be like, all right, this is my district. All right, let me get to know the people in my district, you know. And then I would probably go to transfer to homicide, you know what I'm saying, solving the case, solving the murders. You know what I'm saying? But then I wonder, like, would I be able to do internal affairs? Because you know all the cops hate the internal affairs guy. But homicide, that just interests me. Like, you know, because I'll be watching, excuse me, I'll be watching forensic files, you know what I'm saying, the murders. And I don't want to solve the case, you know what I mean? Missing persons, homicide, you know, those, those are the cases. I'll be like, man, I got to solve the case. 
who killed this young man? We're going to get to the bottom of this. And I, I want to wear like a, a wrinkled trench coat with coffee stains at the bottom. Even though I don't drink coffee, it's just stains on the bottom and like donut crumbs. And I'd be like, man, I'm going to solve the case. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm just caught up in the job. Like, what do we got, Frank? And I just walk up and put my hands on my hips, come underneath the yellow tape. What do we got, Frank? And I'm just looking. I'm tasting semen at the crime scene, making sure I'm you know, tasting the blood, making sure. Oh, yeah, we got blood right here. Hepatitis C is in there. Hand me the semen. Let me taste that. Oh, yeah. That's a male right there. We know it's a male because it was semen. Yeah, but you don't know what kind of male. Though. Hold on. Let me get another scoop of that semen. Hold on. Grab, put it. Oh yeah, this is some this is some twenty five year old semen right here. Let me uh, wait. Cue it back up. Let me taste it again. Hold on. <laughs> you gotta get to. You gotta solve the case. You gotta solve the case. You gotta be tasting the semen and blood, man. You gotta be tasting all that, man. <laughs> Don't be judging me over here in the comments section, man. Look out. Anyway, man, I just had to get all I had to get all that off my nipples, guys. Had to get all that off my nipples. Um, one more topic, real quick, uh, patrons, bakery. One more topic, real quick. I'll just touch on it lightly, and then I'm out of here. See what they got going over here in the uh, chats, worth as I like to call it. See what other topic they want me to touch on, real quick. Chicago. Chicago was the first thing to come up. Chicago is one of my favorite cities, probably because I was raised there. I am a little biased. But I feel like, you know, Chicago gets a bad rap. I feel like, you know, people are focused on the murders and calling this Chirac and the shootings and all of that. It's not a safe city. Let me tell you something. Yes, it's always been a violent city. You look at the history of Chicago. All the way back to Al Capone and them, it's always been a violent city. And that St. Valentine's Day massacre, I was looking that up randomly. The Al Capone supposedly orchestrated. And I didn't know that it was a dog there. When those men got gunned down by Tommy Gunn, it was a dog there. Uh, one, of the, one of the victims, he had a dog there chained up. The dog saw everything. The dog saw everything. I was like, yo, this dog, he was there for the whole, he got the whole, and they say he was traumatized after that. And you, you, can you blame him? The whole crew gets gunned down and your master, your owner or whatever, your person. I was like, yo, the dog didn't sign up for this, man. But anyway, like, yeah, spray. Um. Chicago is a great city. If you've never been there, first of all, don't be scared about what you hear on the news and in the media about all the gun violence in Chicago. Yes, there's violence there, but, you know, there's violence in every big city. But Chicago has one of the best downtowns in the country. Chicago has one of the best downtown areas in the country. I've been to a lot of cities in the United States. I've been to every major city out here. And Chicago has one of the best downtown areas. Um, the food is amazing. There's a lot of historical shit to see and feel. Sports, entertainment, theater. 
you know, they got baseball team, got two baseball teams, a basketball team, football team, hockey team, whatever you into. Fantastic museums, aquariums, zoos, planetariums. They got the Field Museum and the Museum of Science and Industry. They got the Adler Planetarium. They got the Shedd Aquarium. It's you go up to Navy Pier, you can have a good time. You can get on that Ferris wheel. You can go see the Bean. You can go to the Water Tower. You can go. You can go to the Home Alone House, which is just outside of Chicago. You can go to Cameron's house from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You can go to John Wayne Gacy's house. You can go to Al Capone's house. You can go see where, where Martin Luther King was staying on the west side for a little bit. The skyline, when you drive down Lakeshore Drive, it is one of the most beautiful drives in the country, man. Shout out to Chicago. Great city. Yes, it's still segregated, but it's still a fantastic city. The arts, the culture, the people, the vibe. I love Chicago, man. I'm going to get some property there. I'm going to get some property there, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Chicago. Everybody that's from there, everybody that's living there now, I love y'all passionately. You got comedy clubs, you got theater, you have a rich history, African-American history there. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people migrated from the South, moved up North to get those good jobs. So they came from the South to Chicago to live. And, you know, they were migrating to the South side of Chicago because they had the zoning there to where black folks couldn't live in certain areas. So they consolidated to the South side little pieces of the west side too shout out to bronzeville um and that is, there's also an audio series produced by lorenz tate and lawrence fishburne called bronzeville and it's about you know life back in the day in bronzeville on that part of chicago i'm gonna start tuning into that to peep game but uh, i used to live in bronzeville i used to live on 36 between wabash and michigan and i i, I didn't even know about the rich history there of you know black culture so it's dope man you've never been to chicago make a trip it's dope you got the food is amazing i can't stress that enough don't go in the winter time though the winter time you'll die winter time you'll be frozen solid you'll be suspended animation you'll be steve rogers you'll be bucky you'll be austin powers you'll be bobby drake don't go to chicago in the winter time if you can't handle it because let me tell you something that cold is next level that cold, if you if you want to hide a dead body, you just throw it outside in the back in the wintertime. That body will be preserved, no smell. That body just be sitting there. It is super cold. And it's windy, too. It's windy. Chicago's next level cold. So I, I just want to put that out there. You, you want to go to Chicago, go in the springtime or the fall. That's, that's when you pull up. Is that wintertime, man? Hell no. People just be dead at the bus stop, frozen solid like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. Done. Frozen. Remember Mr. Freeze and he was freezing? But that, that's the city in the wintertime. That's why everybody be having the Vaseline faces and the triple thick coats and the Timberlands and the everything and the suit of armor and the astronaut suit. You got to wear an astronaut suit in Chicago in the wintertime. You got to have a full suit on. Helmet, all that. Sandra Bullock, George Clooney, all that. Neil Armstrong, the whole, the whole fit. Anyway, man, uh, I'm out of here. 
Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Verbal Cardio. Shout out to my bakery crew sitting right here, solid, sitting right here with me. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Um, if you're not a member of my Patreon, you can join for as little as $5 a month. Uh, we do movie nights. We do these live where you can listen to Verbal Cardio live as I record it. See, these people right here that are in the chat world, they are members of my Patreon, and they are right here. Shout out to Afro Geeks, one of the best mods in hip-hop. Love her. Um, the Bakery 9 shirt that I'm wearing right here, you still got a couple days to buy it. The sale ends Friday, so get your Bakery 9 shirt ASAP Rocky. Um, uh, Friday, after Friday, they're gone. So get your Bakery 9s right now, the pine green with the white underneath. Um, don't forget, keep your distance is this Friday. Kev has a great lineup. You should pull up to that. And uh, I'll be keeping you guys informed and when I'll be coming to your city uh, this year. I know I got Tampa. I think I got Tampa coming up, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, uh, Phoenix, Omaha, Denver, Virginia Beach, all on the books. So stay tuned for that. Oh, and Atlanta as well. So stay tuned for that. I got the... Um, Skibbity Pap hoodies are available now. So anyway, just just go to my Instagram, click the link on my bio, and you can find everything I got going. Appreciate you guys. Drink more water. Um, and thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio. Done deal. <laughs>